What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Between the Lines Sports Podcast. Today we're going to be going over uh, week four of college football, which was SEC opening weekend, and we're going to go over our picks from those games, and then we're going to go over our picks and games for this upcoming week, week five, and the second week of SEC football. All right, so just running through last week's games. Uh, we'll hit on some more of these a little longer than others just because some were more eventful. But starting with the SEC, we had uh, Florida at Ole Miss. Blair and I both picked Florida to win the game, but I picked Ole Miss to cover. Blair picked Florida to cover. He ended up being right there, even though uh, both teams scored a bunch of points. It ended up being Florida 51, Ole Miss 35. And I, what I took from this game was that both offenses moved the ball really well. Obviously, this was week one. Lane Kiffin being a new coach, Florida didn't really know what to prepare for. So the defenses were going to be behind, which is typically not the case in the first week of the year. But for this game, it seemed to be the case. What did you What did you see in that matchup? Yeah, uh, I was surprised it was so high scoring from both sides. I mean, uh, I really didn't know what to expect from uh, Ole Miss. I figured, you know, they'd have a pretty good offense. Uh, I didn't think their defense would be – I don't know if they would be that bad or if Florida's offense is that good. But, you know, 51 points is a lot for a, uh, you know, a conference football game when Vandy's not involved. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The biggest thing to me, too, was Ole Miss put up 35, but they also stopped themselves a couple times in the red zone. They went forward on a fourth and short, and they turned it over another time. So I think the game could have been even closer. But – uh, it was it was a good game for a while, at least. Florida pulled away there at the end. Kyle Pitts is, is a weapon and tough to guard. But, um, I was, yeah, I was surprised, like you said, that they both were just able to score as easily as they did. Yeah. Um, the other game that we had at 12 was the Kentucky-Auburn game. And we both picked Auburn, and we both picked Auburn to cover. So we ended up being correct on that front on this game. There was the controversial play there before half. Auburn was ahead 8-7, to seven, Kentucky. It looked like they had crossed the goal line. Another shot looked like his knee might have been down at the two. They reviewed it, said that it, the play stood, which they called the spot at the half-yard line, and on the next play, Kentucky threw it. What ended up not being a pick six, but it was a pick six, got called back for a, a pretty bad call, honestly. But I guess yeah. it was payback for not calling the touchdown. But I think that play really swung the momentum of the game. Auburn ended up kind of pulling away second half. Kentucky wasn't able to move the ball well. And then when Auburn got up two scores, Kentucky isn't built to to throw the ball well. So uh, Auburn was able to kind of take control there. But I was surprised really with how well Kentucky moved the ball in the first half. I mean, did, how much of this game did you watch? What did you think of that? Uh, yeah, I watched a good bit of it. Uh, I was surprised as well. I honestly didn't know what to expect from their offense after losing uh, Lynn Bowden. Was that his name, Lynn? Yeah, Lynn Bowden. Yeah, uh, he was pretty much their entire offense last year. I think he lined up at damn near every position, minus offensive line. And, uh, you know, I, I really didn't know how well they'd be able to do it. And, you know, Auburn's got a good defense, so I was surprised that they were, you know, able to be in the game at halftime. For sure. I mean, it was a competitive game, even all up to the beginning of the fourth quarter almost, but Auburn was able to pull away, which I figured they would, and you did too with our prediction, but still mm-hmm. a pretty good game. Uh, the next one we had was Mississippi State at LSU, and we both picked LSU to win Mississippi State to cover, so we were right on one front, but I was really surprised that, I mean, knowing LSU had lost 17 of 22 starters from last last year with the opt-outs, the draft, and everything that they lost, 
but I was still surprised how poor their defense looked and how well Mississippi State was able to move the ball. K.J. Costello setting a SEC single-game passing record in his first game in the SEC with 623 yards. Pretty remarkable against yeah. any defense in the SEC, no matter who it was. So, um, pretty surprised at that one. What did you think? Yeah, I was surprised as well. Uh, you know, LSU normally has, you know, a good uh, farm systems like I like to call it, of guys, you know, uh, underclassmen that fill in those slots when guys get drafted or, you know, they go on after their senior season. Uh, so it was kind of surprising to see them get the ball thrown all over them all day long. For sure. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, th- I thought they would have some success. Obviously, Leach is a great coach. It's just hard to – but I think he got left a lot more weapons than people were, were realizing there. I mean, they're yeah. still very talented. I mean, they're not Alabama, Georgia, Florida talent, but they've got some good players and that they showed mm-hmm. it Saturday. So, they'll be a team to watch for sure. I don't know how long – I mean, obviously, like we said, LSU had a lot of players opt out, lost a lot of guys. Stingley was hospitalized before the game with something that mm-hmm. they said wasn't COVID. So, We'll see. LSU will probably get better, but I'm interested in their game this week at Vandy because Vandy, we'll get to that, but they played better than I thought, too. So that was that one. So the next game we have was Georgia at Arkansas. We both picked Georgia. We both had – and the number I had was Arkansas plus 28, so that's what we picked. So we both covered that, but it ended up coming down to, I believe, Georgia was a 26-point favorite on Friday night but or on Saturday right before the game. But we both ended up getting that one right with the number we had, but – I was surprised with this one. Georgia, I mean, they'll get they'll improve, but it looks like they got problems at quarterback. I know Dan, Daniels got eligible or cleared medically this week, but we'll have to see. Obviously, their defense is strong. I kind of watched the whole time, thought Arkansas would end up faltering or making a mistake, and which they eventually did, but still I was surprised with how long they hung around. So I don't really think the 37-10 to 10 final was really indicative of how close that game was for a while. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, we'll have to see. Obviously, Georgia with a much stiffer test this week. But first week, we'll we'll see we sh- we'll we'll see where they take it. Um, let's see. So the next one was Alabama at Missouri. We both had Alabama. We both had Alabama covering twenty eight and a half. So that didn't end up happening. You know, different season, different time of the this year. Um, a number of different things. I think that they end up covering. They got up thirty five to three, and after their first drive in the third quarter, and basically pulled their starters for the rest of the game. They were playing some starters on defense, um, some starters on offense, but they put in Bryce Young. They took Najee Harris out of the game. So I think obviously this one, we were watching the Tennessee game for the most most part while this game was on, but just the highlights I've seen. And Alabama looked pretty dominant. Yeah. Uh, Missouri installing new offense. Drinkwitz, the new coach. So it was to be expected. I think Missouri did a good job of fighting in the second half. I think they definitely mm-hmm. have some weapons and they're not – Horrible. It's just, I mean, playing Alabama your first game, it's definitely a tall task. So, Yeah, and it, it seems like Najee Harris and uh, Waddle just kind of left off where they were last season. So I think they're going to have another strong year uh, offensively sure. if uh, Mac Jones can play well. Which is unfortunate, of course. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they uh, honestly, what I was surprised was they only ran the ball for a little bit over 100 yards, I believe. Um, they threw the ball well, which, of course, we know they got Waddle and Smith. And Matt yeah. Jones is definitely a solid quarterback with time to prepare. So, mm-hmm. looks like they're going to be uh, – that game with A&M this week should be interesting for sure. Yeah, but, I think that'll be a good one. But we – so, like I said, we both picked Alabama, but we missed the spread. So, I'll get a total of these here at the end, and we'll uh, 
keep up with it for the rest of the year. But the last SEC game that wasn't Tennessee was that Vandy at Texas A&M game. And so, again, this one was going on during the Tennessee game. So we were obviously preoccupied by that. But checking the score at the bottom uh, and just seeing the updates, I was real surprised. Texas A&M, it seemed like I've watched some highlights. The SEC does their SEC and 60 show where they show the highlights of all the games. And I've watched that. And, yeah, the final was A&M 17, Vandy 12. But it really felt like, I don't know, watching the highlights. And it might have been different watching the game, but it just felt like A&M was never really in in jeopardy of losing the game, even though it was only a five-point game, as dumb as that sounds. Obviously, you drop the ball once and Vandy picks it up and scores. It's a different game. But it just never really felt like A&M was going to lose the game. It was almost like they were playing so vanilla or just maybe even walking through the game. It was really strange. But the we both had picked A&M to win the game, so we hit it on that. I said Vandy plus 30 and a half just because I thought it was too much. You said A&M minus 30 and a half, so we differed on that one. But yeah, I'm surprised that it wasn't closer to 30. So, I mean, did you see any of that Any of that, or go back and watch any highlights of it? Yeah, um, I don't know. It was kind of, like you said, it just kind of seemed like Texas A&M was just going through the motions and, you know, doing the bare minimum to win the game. Uh, I didn't think Vandy played – overly well and Texas A&M sure didn't so uh yeah I was surprised that it was such a low scoring and close game as it was for sure I think a lot of people are overreacting about A&M but they probably hate saying this about an SEC team or D1 but they're probably being vanilla and seeing if they could just get through that week without showing a lot of stuff and getting injured because obviously we know they've got Bama this week so I could be wrong Bama might smash them but I feel like A&M's gonna be okay um, I don't know that they're going to compete for the West or anything like that, but I definitely think they'll be more competitive and better than they played against Vandy. Yeah, for sure. So um, last week we'll run through these a little quicker. They're not in SEC games. Probably we'll hit on this one the most. So Oklahoma was a 28-point favorite at home against Kansas State. We both took Oklahoma and we both took the points. I was very surprised by this game, having Oklahoma having the revenge from last year, basically almost being left out of the playoff because of the road loss to Kansas State. Kansas State losing at home to Arkansas State. But, obviously, I think we overestimated how good Oklahoma was. Their defense really struggled. Rattler threw three interceptions. They got up 21 points and just not even really went into a shell. They were making mistakes and complete passes on open balls. They were th- uh, Rattler was throwing picks. So, I was real surprised by that game. I actually watched the last about quarter of that game and was really surprised uh, with, with the result there. Kansas State winning the game 38-35. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I, I didn't think Rattler would play that bad. Uh, he seemed to have a good week beforehand, even though it was Missouri State and he played not very much at all. I don't remember exactly how much it was. But uh, like you said, you know, I figured it would be kind of a revenge game after last year, almost keeping him out of the playoffs. Uh, but, yeah, even if they didn't cover that 28-point spread, which I thought they would, I definitely thought they were going to win the game. So I was really surprised by that. For sure, that was probably, honestly, the most surpri- – LSU was surprising, but SEC, Mississippi State having talent. Oklahoma, this one was definitely the most surprising of the weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll run through these next couple real quick. So, UCF was a 27-point favorite to ECU. Obviously, with all the games that were on Saturday, this was probably one paid the least attention to. UCF ended up covering that spread, I do believe. I could be wrong, but I think the final score was 51-21. I'll double-check on that. But we both had UCF winning and covering 27. Yeah. Uh, Louisville at Pitt was the next one. I watched a good bit of this game at noon. It was a it was a pretty good game. Pitt jumped out to an early lead, and then they held on down the stretch. 
and the spread was three. We both took Pitt in the spread of three, and they ended up pushing. So that one was a push for us, but Pitt did win the game by three points, so they were right on on the money on that game. Um, we'll talk about this one a little bit more, that Texas and Texas Tech game. So we both took Texas, and we both took Texas minus 17 and a half which all pretty much ended up looking idiotic by both of us because Texas's defense is absolutely horrid again. And yeah. Texas Tech, really, it was a Falcons-esque blowing of the game <laughs> because they were up 56-42 with about 3.45 left, kicked it off to Texas. Texas went down the field, converted a couple fourth downs, scored, then got an onside kick, Scored again, so it went 56-56, and then it went overtime. Texas scored first and stopped Texas Tech, and they ended up winning the game 63-56, to which is a pretty unbelievable score, but there was a lot of offense in that game. I have I watched a good bit of the highlights and, and watched it towards the tail end, but I didn't watch it early on. But from what I saw, both teams' defenses are have a ways to go for sure. Did you see any of this game? Yeah, I uh, I flipped over towards the end. Uh, it was right after Texas Tech had taken the lead. I think there was a little – I think I want to say there's a little over two minutes to go. And they had just scored, and Texas Tech's quarterback did the horns down thing that uh, the kiss of Baker both. Mayfield kind of has done. and has not really worked out for many people that do do it. And yeah, as soon as he did death. that, the game just changed back to where it was completely and – you know, like you said, they scored those points in that low amount of time. So it was uh, pretty and I need shocking. To, I need to correct myself because I forgot Texas Tech was up 56-41. to 41. Texas scored, yeah. made it 56-48, scored to make it 56-54, and then went for two and got it. So about as big of a collapse down the stretcher as you can have for Texas Tech, but we're never talking about them for their defense. So I'm not really yeah. surprised with it. I'm more surprised about Texas' defense. I don't know. I mean, that's Texas Tech. Obviously, you can't do the transitive property game to game, but Texas Tech had to stop a two-point conversion to beat Houston Baptist and then hung a half hundred on Texas defense. I don't know. Obviously, we're early in the season, different year. We'll have to see what happens, but I was definitely surprised by that result. Oh, yeah. The next one was Army at Cincinnati. We both took Army to win the game and to cover 13, so we were wrong there. But I will say Army is solid still. Their defense is very strong, kept them in the game. I think Cincinnati's a pretty good team, too, with a really good defense. Uh, Luke Fickle's in his fourth or fifth year there and has done a good job. Army really just couldn't get out of their own way. They didn't move the ball well, and when they did have drives get into the red zone, they they stopped themselves. Cincinnati came up with some good uh, stops at the right time. So that was a good mm-hmm. game to watch. It was buried kind of in that 330 window with some other games, but it was a good competitive game. Cincinnati ended up winning by 14. So, again, the odds makers were, were, were right on the money on that one. But um, – we, so we mo- both missed that one. But, again, I think Army's still strong and has a chance to win nine or ten games this year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, the last non-Tennessee game we hit on last week was Florida State at Miami. Miami, 11-point favorite. They covered that in the first three minutes of the game, I think. Um, they they hammered FSU. FSU has got some – obviously, it's a new coach. Culture's got to get fixed. I don't know. They just seem to have a mess down there. And I looked at their schedule earlier this week. and It's not really good Yeah, they got uh, – they got probably the toughest draw you could have in the ACC this year. I believe they have to play at Pitt. They play at Notre Dame. They play Clemson at uh, – yeah, they play Clemson at home this year. Mm-hmm. They get to skip Florida at the end. But I was looking, and, man, they're, uh, they're in for some tough times. Obviously, they can improve. They could make a transition, turn around, whatever. But right now, it looks dawning at this point because they are struggling to score the ball. Yeah, uh, I was looking at their schedule, too, earlier. and It almost looks like 
that this week against Jacksonville State might be oh yeah, only yeah. win. I forgot uh, they got because the after that game. they go. Uh, let's see what they have. Then they have Notre Dame, then North Carolina, Louisville, Pitt, NC State, Clemson, Virginia, and Duke. And I know uh, I know Duke is zero and three, but they're a lot better than that record shows. Uh, so I think they're gonna they're gonna have a tough stretch. I mean, they'll be fighting to win more in the game. I think. Yeah, like you said, anything could change. They could switch quarterbacks or find something on offense and get it turned around. But right now, they are they're struggling. So we'll have to see what happens with them too. Um, let's see. So the last one last week was Tennessee at South Carolina. So this is obviously the one we paid the most attention to, the one we were most interested in. Seven thirty kick, and it didn't start the best for us. Uh, South Carolina got the ball, went right down the field, scored a touchdown. Which I mean, beginning of the year, weird year again. South Carolina was prepared. Tennessee was missing their starting nickelback in Sean Schamberger and one of their starting safeties in Jalen McCullough. So the middle of the field was exposed with a freshman playing the Nico Slaughter at nickelback. But I think he improved a little bit as the game went on. Obviously, that's a tough draw, having to go against Sakana's best player on offense in the slot with no help the way that Sakana yeah. was spreading the field. So, But it started, started with that drive. Tennessee, actually, it could have even been worse. The – First time they had the ball, they got stopped on a three and out, went to punt. The long snapper's a freshman. He snapped the ball and rolled it back to the punter. Punter panicked, and Sakon ended up getting the ball in the 38 right there. So I think the biggest part of the game was right there, Tennessee's defense getting a three and out, yep. just calming us down. Had we gotten down 14 to nothing there, it would have been tough. But kind of back and forth there, Tennessee scores. Ended up going ahead 14 to seven at the half on a pick six by best player on defense, Henry Toa Toa. Mm-hmm. And then second half was really – Tennessee came out, hit them hard, scored real quick, ran the ball seven out of eight plays on the drive, got up 21-7, and I was really feeling like if we can get a stop there that they would probably not give up. But it would be, it would be, it would be tough for them to come back just because Tennessee was able to move the ball really at will. They, I think most of the time they stopped themselves when they got stopped. But yeah. um, at the end of the day, we're able to make a big special teams play at the end of the game and win the game by four and what we had both picked us to win. And I think optimistically had picked us to win by more than a field goal at three and a half. So we both got with that one right. Uh, what did you see from the game Saturday night? Yeah, uh, I thought our defense really kept us uh, in that game. You know, like you said, without that stop after the first three and out, that, you know, when you get down 14 and nothing in SEC football and, you know, a game that's going to probably be pretty close, that's a, a tough deficit to come back from when, you know, they got all the momentum and et cetera. But, uh, yeah, I think our defense played real well, uh, minus that first drive and then maybe two or three others. Uh, you know, they South Carolina was pretty – was able to move the ball pretty well. Um, but I think we were locked in for the most part during the game. I think our offense looked pretty good. Uh, you know, we still had those, those first game jitters, those first game things you got to work out and, you know, get back to playing. Uh you know, we didn't have as long to practice prior to the season. So, you know, you got to take that into account. But overall, I like what I saw and I look forward to the rest of the year. For sure. I think the biggest thing is that neither team for sure played their best game. Mm-hmm. I think Tennessee will really improve on defense. I think this week they're going to get Sean Schamberger and Jalen McCola back. I think that'll help a lot against Missouri. I think that the offensive line will play better. We know that Cade Mays is cleared now. And the offensive line didn't play bad. They struggled the most, honestly, at tackle. And it still yeah. wasn't – it wasn't 
uh, bad by any means. It was just obviously first game, getting your foot and playing together continuously. And Tennessee was rotating some linemen too. So I think South Carolina is a, a pretty solid team too. I mean, I was impressed by how Colin Hill, their new uh, grad transfer, played. I thought he played a lot better than I thought he would. Obviously, Shai Smith is a weapon on the when you put him yeah. in the slot, especially. So um, I think that they'll have some success this year too. Obviously, it's a tough league, but. We'll get into it this week, but I, I think that they'll move the ball a little bit on, on Florida, and honestly, that's a noon game. Florida coming off the road win, not taking South Carolina lightly, maybe. I think it could be an interesting game, but I, I think both teams will have some will definitely have some success this year, but obviously thrilled with the result of Tennessee winning. Yeah, I agree, 100%. <laughs> All right, cool. So that was week four and week one for the SEC. So this week we've got – We'll run through SEC again. We'll run through a few bigger games spread out throughout the country, and then we'll hit on Tennessee so we can go through these. So the first one at noon on ESPN will be South Carolina at Florida, and Florida's a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. What do you see or what do you expect in that game? Um, I think it will be a pretty good game for the most part. Um, You know, Florida showed that they can move the ball uh, pretty well. Uh, You know, Ole Miss defense – may not be as good as South Carolina's, but... Um, oh, I think it's definitely not. Yeah, so I, I think Florida's going to cover on the 17-and-a-half. I think it'll be close the first half, but, uh, you know, we were pretty... We were able to move the ball pretty much at will, and I think our offense compares to Florida's. And then I think Florida's defense is uh, is going to get some turnovers this game as well. Uh, so I'm going to take Florida to cover and win the game. Yeah, I definitely think Florida will win the game, but I'm going to differ with you just a little bit. Noon kick, South Carolina looking to bounce back. Florida probably don't mean they're still going to play well, I think, but maybe just come out a little slow, come out a little fat and happy after how well they performed on offense last week. And I do think South Carolina's defense is comparable, if not better, than Ole Miss's just after watching a good bit of both. I think that South Carolina is going to cover 17-and-a-half. I don't think the game is ever going to be in doubt. I think Florida will win the game pretty easily. But I think that South Carolina can keep it within two touchdowns and a field goal. I think Florida probably wins the game something like 38-24, 38-21. And it's never really in doubt. Florida might even get some backups in the second half and a garbage touchdown keeps it within 17-and-a-half. But yeah, I, I like I like South Carolina to cover that 17-and-a-half. And, again, I could be wrong. Florida could come out and kill them. South Carolina could look terrible. But I just – that's the feeling I get. I think Florida played so well on offense last week, it's going to be hard to duplicate that. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so the next SEC kick is 3.30 CBS game of the week, A&M at Bama. What do you think about that one? Uh, I think this will be a pretty decent game. Um, you know, we didn't really get to see too much of Bama's, uh, you know, starters and stuff. You know, like you said, they got that big lead on Missouri to start but they were pretty much able to do uh, what they wanted while they were in. And, you know, Missouri is definitely not Ole Miss and vice versa. Uh, I thought Ole Miss played a pretty good game against Florida. They were able to score. So I think it'll be a pretty good game um, between Texas A&M and Alabama. I think I'm going to take Alabama to cover, though. Uh, You know, their three main guys on offense looked really good. Uh, they always have a good defense that, you know, can get some stops or turnovers, whatever they need them to do. So, I think I'm going to take Alabama to win the game and cover. Yeah, I agree. Alabama looked good. They kind of – they were able to push some backups. They moved the ball well. They threw the ball great. Like I said, I think A&M is going to be more competitive, and, and they'll probably be in this game for a while too. I think that that they'll come out ready to roll, ready to prove something, ready to 
to try and make a statement. And I think that this might be back and forth or at least a, a defensive slugfest to start. But I think Bama will eventually wear them down. I think Bama will cover the 17-and-a-half too. But, again, this is a game where I could see, I mean, Bama being up 28-14, to 28-13, something like that in the fourth quarter and just kind of not trying to take a slow, methodical drive. I don't know. I don't. I mean, again, we're only one weekend, not much to go off of. But I like Alabama to win that game too just based off of what we saw first week and win it by 17-and-a-half. So, we yeah. agree on that one. Mm-hmm. This next one could be fun here at four o'clock. You got Ole Miss at Kentucky. Kentucky is a six-point favorite at home. Um, I can start us on this one, I guess. Kentucky, if they can, they're just a strange team because their defense is solid and their offense is good too. They can really run the ball. Their offensive line is strong, but the problem is, is their quarterback play is not strong throwing the ball. Terry Wilson. Um, just watching this game, watch this game. A lot of this game, my dad and we were just constantly talking about, like, if Terry Wilson has to be moved at all, like, if he cannot stand still, if he has to move to his right, to his left, any kind of pressure at all, he either throws the ball away or his throw is so inaccurate, there's no chance his receiver has a chance to make a play. Yeah. So, I think that it really depends on how this game starts. If Kentucky can go down the field, if they can get ahead, if they can make a play on defense or something, get the lead and play from ahead, Kentucky could roll this game because Ole Miss's offense is strong, but again, now you got a week of tape on them. Their defense is not very good from what we've seen, so I don't know. I, I really don't know. That's why I think this one could be interesting. I think that honestly, I think that this is going to be a back and forth, and I like Ole Miss to cover the six. I think Kentucky will win the game, but I think again, like our game was last week with Carolina, I think that this could be a game that came down to a field goal on the last play of the game. So I think Kentucky wins the game, but I think Ole Miss covers. Yeah, uh, I think it'll be a good game as well. Um, you know, I, I really honestly think it depends on who gets the ball first and who scores first just because, you know, if Kentucky, you know, if they can score first, I feel like they got control of the game. You know, they can play their game, continue to run the ball. Uh, but then again, if Ole Miss scores first, you know, they come out firing uh, and they, you know, possibly make Kentucky get out of that run game and have to throw the ball, it could get uh, – could get interesting for him because like you said you know it's a mystery back there at quarterback um but yeah I think I think it'll be a good game I think it'll be close it might I think it could even possibly come down to you know whoever has the ball last uh at the end but I I think Ole Miss will cover and I actually got them winning the game as well okay yeah I guess I mean I could totally see that happening too so I'm looking forward to watching that one so almost plus six and taking the game. All right. So the next one is seven thirty kick on ESPN. I'm looking forward to this one too. Auburn, number seven at Georgia, number four. So Georgia, at the number I have is favored by six and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this one's gonna be a defensive slugfest. I mean, I know I said that about a couple games last week, and it didn't turn out to be that way. But I really do. I see. Um this being a defensive slugfest, and I see Georgia unfortunately pulling it out, finding a way to win, honestly, because I'd love to see Auburn win this game. But I think that Georgia's going to win this game. I just do. I think it's at home. I think that they're going to – their defense is so strong, kept them in the game for so long last week. Obviously, Arkansas isn't as good as Ole Miss, but it kept them in the game for so long last week when their quarterbacks continued to turn the ball over, make mistakes, be stagnant on offense, and their defense just kept them in it. So, I – I want to pick Auburn, but I just think Georgia's going to outlast them at home. But I do think, 
again, this is going to be a close game, and I like Auburn covering that six and a half. I could see this game being 24-20, 20-17, something like that. So, Georgia to win, but Auburn to cover. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a big defensive battle. Uh, I think Georgia will find a way to win uh, down the stretch, but I do think Auburn will cover. But the one advantage I think that Georgia has is uh, – you know, having JT Daniels in there, if he does get to play, uh, you know, he got cleared medically. Uh, I haven't heard if he's going to be the starter for the week or not, but. Yeah, they haven't they haven't said one way or the other yet. So, Auburn doesn't have any, you know, film on him with Georgia. So, you know, that's always something tricky. It's a lot easier to prepare for somebody when you've seen what they can do with their team. Uh, so, you know, if he's able to come in and be, you know, something completely different than what they thought or better than they thought, it could be you know, very favorable for Georgia, but I think Georgia will find a way to win, but I do have Auburn covering because I think it'll be a really close game. All right, agreed. Agreed on that front. So the next one is another 7.30 kickoff. This one's on SEC Network. We have Arkansas at Mississippi State. Mississippi State is favored by 17. Um, I think Mississippi State is strong on offense. I don't think they'll be able to put up anywhere near what they did last week after a week of film. After just it's, I mean that's only happened once ever six hundred plus yards in the SEC. I do think they'll have a big day, and I think that both offenses will have find success in this game. I think Arkansas will play much better. I think they'll try to stick to the ground a lot more and give the ball to Raheem Boyd. I think that Mississippi State will win the game, and again, I, I see this one a lot like I see the Florida South Carolina game. I I think that Mississippi State will win, and I don't know that it'll ever be in doubt, but I do think Arkansas will be able to move the ball enough to, to keep it within 17 points. So, on this one, I have Mississippi State cover, winning, but Arkansas covering the 17. Yeah, I, I differ with you on this one. I do think Mississippi State will win as well, but I think they'll also cover. Uh, you know, I, LSU's defense may not be the same, but, you know, they have a very good history of having, you know, talented guys in there. So, just, I mean, I don't think they'll throw for 600 yards by any means, but you know, I think that just showed that they still – they have a good offense and they'll be able to move the ball. Uh, I think Arkansas will be able to compete there for a little bit, but, you know, towards second half, I think uh, Mississippi State will get a turnover or something and be able to, you know, extend their lead and cover that 17 points. Okay. Uh, the last one that isn't Tennessee SEC is LSU at Vandy on at 730 on SC Network as well, and LSU is a 21-point favorite. Now, this one – I. At least the number I had. So I, I took these numbers down on Wednesday. We're recording this Friday. So yeah. LSU 20, I think that is just ex- way too high. I know it's Bandy. I know that they've struggled. They, I just, I do not see LSU beating anyone with their current state of their defense and the way that their offense played. I do not see them beating anyone by 21 points right now. Now, again, I could be completely wrong. LSU have a huge bounce back. We can kill Vandy. But I just do not see that happen. I think this game might actually even be competitive well into the second half. Vandy played strong. I know we talked about how Texas A&M might have slept walk or not. Not We just don't know. But I really see Vandy fighting in this game, and I see them covering 21. I think LSU wins the game ultimately. But, again, these big numbers in these conference games, especially in this year where we've only seen one game of tape. I mean, LSU – lost at home by double digits to an unranked team last week. So, I just think that's too many points. LSU, I think they'll find their stride offensively at some point during this game and move the ball a little bit. But I think 21 is way too much. I think this could even maybe be a low-scoring game and Vandy covering 21. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a couple of good examples last week where the, the 
the spread was huge. Uh, Georgia and Arkansas and Alabama at Missouri. So, you know, that's a lot of points. When you get up to three-plus touchdowns, that's a lot of points to cover, especially in conference play. Uh, you know, Bandy showed, you know, they, they're they better than people thought they were going to be, for sure. Definitely better yeah, than I thought they were going to be. They could definitely beat some high schools this year. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think LSU will win, but I don't think it's going to be by 21 points. So I, I might pick Bandy to cover, but LSU to win the game. All right. So we'll come to Tennessee at the end. I've got six other games around the country for us. So the first one is at noon as well. It is um, on Fox, I believe. It's TCU at Texas. Texas is a 12-point favorite. I think this could be a really fun game. TCU lost their first game, but they put up some points. Obviously, we know Texas's offense is really talented, can move the ball, has moved the ball at will to this point of the season, putting up 59 and 63 points. We'll see if they can keep that up. I think this game being at noon, TCU – being an in-state rival with Texas, playing them pretty tough over the years, winning last year at home against Texas. I think Texas will win the game. Like I said, their offense is tough to stop. But I think TCU is going to be able to score too. And I see this being maybe a 10-point game. I think Texas will win, but I think TCU will cover. And there's been a trend with my picks here of me taking all these underdogs to cover, so I'll probably miss every game. But that's how I see this one happening. (laughs) Yeah, uh, and, you know, Big 12 has a reputation of just high-scoring offenses and pretty much a lack of a defense. Uh, it's pretty much conference around, minus the exception of you know Oklahoma. They've had some good defenses in the past uh, here lately. Uh, I think it'll be a shootout for the most part. Um, you know, Texas showed that you know they're not going to give up when they get down, uh, especially a short time. But uh, I think Texas will win the game, and I think they'll also cover. Uh, I think they'll win by two touchdowns at least. So. I'm going to pick them to cover the 12 points and win the game. All right. The next one I have is NC State at Pittsburgh. I believe this one's also noon. I think Pittsburgh has played at noon in the last three weeks, home ACC games. But NC State at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is a 14-point favorite. I think that's about right, honestly. I think that Pittsburgh's defense is really strong. They really shut down Louisville's rushing attack and Malik Cunningham in the second half last week. Louisville was able to get within three points, but then they didn't score again because Pitt's defense just put the clamps on them and locked them down. Obviously, Narduzzi's known as a defensive coach, and I think he's got a strong one again this year. Their offense is a little underrated, too. I think they only put up 23 points last week, but they got a good quarterback in Pickett. They got some playmakers. I think they'll be able to move the ball in NC State, and I see Pittsburgh winning this game. I think they'll cover in this game at home. NC State looked dreadful last week against Virginia Tech on the road with Virginia Tech having 22 players in their program out to COVID. Virginia Tech still won the game by 25, and NC State giving up 42 to Wake Forest their first week. I see, I see Pitt winning this game and covering 14 points. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think they'll they'll win. They've had two pretty tough opponents uh, between Syracuse and Louisville to start the year. Uh, NC State, uh, they play who they play first week Boston College. Or no, uh, no, Wake Forest and Wake then, Forest, yeah. So Wake Forest, um, Virginia yeah. Tech, yeah. Uh, you know they they put up some points that first week and then didn't. You know they had I think twenty four last week, but you know they haven't really showed me anything that is comparable to how Pitt has played. So I think Pitt will win the game and cover. All right. Next one is a three thirty kick, I believe, on ABC. North Carolina at Boston College. North Carolina. The number I had was North Carolina favored by fourteen. So in this one, I think that North Carolina is a solid team. I think they're good, but I think that 
They've only they have not played since they played Syracuse three weeks ago. They got the Charlotte game canceled because of COVID, and then they had an off week thrown in there, I believe. So they are playing this week at Boston College for the first time in three weeks. Boston College is two and zero, has won the last two Saturdays. I think North Carolina will find a way to win, but I think this could be a really competitive close game, and I like Boston College at home catching the 14. I think that they're going to cover that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like you said, North Carolina had a couple weeks off, Boston College being 2-0. Uh, they've played pretty good this far. I think North Carolina is good. Uh, I think they'll definitely win the game, possibly by two scores, but I don't think it'll be covering the 14. So I'm going to take Boston College to cover and North Carolina to win. All right. This next one is interesting as well because you got Memphis, who I believe is ranked 25th this week at SMU, who has uh, been putting up some points. They won, well, I believe, last week 50-7. to seven. They were playing either Stephen F. Austin or Abilene Christian, one of those FCS schools in Texas, but they had 40-something at halftime and just let their foot off the gas second half. Their offense is dynamic. Memphis, they played opening week back on September 5th against Arkansas State and won that game, but they've had to shut down since because of COVID. So I think they finally got their stuff under control. Memphis is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at SMU. I think the over-under in this game could be interesting. I'm sure it's somewhere close to 80, honestly, because both these teams are going to be able to put some points up. But Memphis at SMU, I think SMU is going to win this game. Memphis is solid. They've still got Brady White as their quarterback, got some playmakers back, and they're able to score. But I think that SMU is rolling right now, and Memphis having a month off in between games, that's just got to be hard to to get ready. I mean, that's kind of like bowls. Sometimes teams come out and play flat. So. I don't know. I think that SMU is going to win this game. I think it's going to be real competitive, probably high score and really close, but I like SMU to win the game outright and to cover that two and a half. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really close game, and I think it's going to come down to whoever has the ball uh, last. Uh, you know, it is tough to come out after, you know, a damn month since you played your last game. And, you know, I'm sure there was a lack of practices due to the COVID stuff. Uh but both teams look strong in the games that they have played. Uh, I think I'm going to take Memphis, though, to cover and win. You know, okay. pretty much picking them to win and cover at the same yeah, time. Yeah, this one's a crapshoot, so we'll have to see what happens with that one. So, we got two more games before we get to the Tennessee game. We got Oklahoma cover, uh, being favored by seven at Iowa State. This is the 7.30 ABC game tomorrow night. I think – this will be a really fun game to watch. We'll see how Oklahoma can bounce back. Iowa State had a bounce-back win last week at TCU after losing their opener to Louisiana. Um, really, I think this game could be really intriguing. Obviously, the we overestimated the revenge thing with Oklahoma last week, having a year to stew on that Kansas State game. Iowa State, tough place to play. I think they've got their bearings after that opening week loss, going on the road and winning. Man, I don't know. I, I really – I really want to pick Iowa State to win this game. I think that Oklahoma probably finds a way to get it done because every time you pick against them, they 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 win it. So I think Oklahoma wins, but I, again, I think this could be a really close game. I like Oklahoma to win and to cover seven just because that's one score, but I think, again, this could probably be a seven-point game. Ten-point game, I could see it being a six-point game, so I'm, I'm eager to watch this one, but I like OU to win and cover seven. Yeah, I agree. I think Oklahoma will win and cover uh, you know, they've kind of got their backs against the wall now after losing to Kansas State, who we thought would be, uh, you know, a game to get revenge on. And, uh, you know, Iowa State has that loss too. So, you know, neither one of them want to go in there and lose this week and, you know, be behind uh, at the fight for the, the conference. Uh, 
know, because you know, like, you know, Texas is two and zero. I think they're going to win this week. So I think it'll be, I think it'll be a close game as well. Uh, it could be back and forth. Um, I could see high scoring and I could see low scoring. It just depends on how they come out. But I think it'll be a close game. But I think Tech, uh, Oklahoma will cover and win. And to me, at this point, even if Oklahoma wins out, I don't think they should get in the playoff. But oh, no. I'm sure that'll start up when they're six and one or seven and one here in the middle of November. So spare me on that. But um, the last game before Tennessee, Virginia at Clemson tomorrow night at eight on ACC Network. Virginia is catching twenty eight against Clemson, so Clemson is a twenty eight point home favorite. Man, I really like Clemson to cover that, but. The thing is, is in both their games so far, they pulled their starters so early they haven't covered either game. So, I don't know. I mean, it's Virginia. It's a conference game. But they get up 28-35 to nothing, 35-3 to or something, and they put in their backups. I just – I don't know. So, I think Clemson will definitely – it'll never be in doubt. Clemson will win the game. They'll look solid again. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback. But I think UVA will cover the 28 just barely. I think it'll be 27, 28, maybe 24 on a late score with the backups in for Clemson just because – Dabo's been taking it conservative. He's been pulling the starters early, um, which you can understand, especially in this season, because you never know who's going to be out week to week. So you got to keep guys healthy. So Clemson easily wins, but Virginia covers 28 just because of those factors that I mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Clemson look, looks good year in, year out. Um, you know, I think Virginia will play them kind of tough to start the game, but I think Clemson will pull away. Uh, big in the second half and cover. You think they'll cover? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, last year, I mean, that was the ACC championship matchup last year, and I believe the final score was 62-17 to 17, Clemson. So, yeah, that was a uh, – I mean, you could say, the, I don't know, the transitive, the, the revenge thing, I don't even think that really matters at this point anymore, yeah. these these kids on these teams. But that was uh, – I just that sticks out to me, 62-17, to 17, holy cow, in the championship game. Yeah. But – uh. So we're getting to our last game this week. We got the Tennessee-Missouri game. Uh, we talked about the Tennessee-Sarkana game last week. Uh, excited for this one. It's a noon kick on SC Network. Tennessee fell back in the AP poll this week despite winning to 21. That doesn't mean anything, obviously. But with the Big Ten and Pac-12 teams getting put back in the AP poll or the ability to vote them back in the AP poll, Tennessee dropped a few spots. Doesn't matter. Just mentioning that. Tennessee, the number I've got right now, is an 11.5-point favorite. Noon game at home, a team that everybody all week's been telling them they should beat. Georgia on the road next week. Obviously, it's going to be a huge game, especially if we win this week. Probably both teams ranked in the top twenty. Um, I love. I think I like the maturity of the team. I like Pruitt, the mindset, the way he's talked all week, the way just the way they go about things. It's always solid, no matter what. I love Tennessee to win the game. I think Tennessee will win the game, but I do think that it could be a struggle at points. I think that Missouri. Nothing to lose, new offense, not much tape to go on. Obviously, Alabama dominated, but Tennessee is an Alabama on depth from a depth standpoint yet. Um, and just the, the factor, the it factor and the, and the depth factor that Alabama has, Tennessee doesn't have. So I don't think Tennessee is going to roll. I think Tennessee will win. I think that they'll win by seven to ten points comfortably. At least I hope that's the case, and I believe that is going to be the case. I think that Missouri will have some success moving the ball, and I do think they will score some points just because Tennessee, again, they're still not going to have some people back. you got defensive linemen like Darrell Middleton and Aubrey Solomon that still aren't going to be up to full speed, still going to be a few weeks away of getting their legs under them. You're going to have 
trying trying to mix some new guys in. You're still uncertain at your spot of Banks and and Crouch at the other inside linebacker, even though Banks did look strong. I just think I think Tennessee will win this game, but I think that Missouri is going to cover eleven and a half because I see Tennessee winning the game by seven to ten points. Again, I don't personally, obviously Homer Tennessee, but I see Tennessee being in control and it really not feeling in doubt. Maybe it'll get a little hairy with Missouri having the ball. Tennessee only being up seven, something like that in the second half. But I, th- I think the Tennessee's going to win the game. I just think that Missouri's going to keep it close because this Tennessee's still finding their footing, trying to get everything, getting on their P's and Q's and getting everything consistent. I like Tennessee to win the game, honestly, 31-21. I, I see the score being something like that. So Tennessee to win comfortably, but to Missouri to cover the 11 and a half. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think Missouri – Look pretty. I think they made a good fight towards the end of that game last weekend, Alabama. Uh, I think we played really good against South Carolina. Um, one thing I, I love about Truett, I, I don't think I can recall one game where I felt like we were looking ahead to next week. And, you know, a lot of times that would be the case when we're playing Missouri and we got Georgia next week in a scenario similar to that. So I think we're going to come ready to play. Um, I think our defense is going to start strong this week. We're, you know, Last week we didn't have that opening drive uh, looking too good, but and I think our offense is going to come out strong. I think Missouri will score a little bit, but I do think we'll win and I think we'll cover. And I will be the first to say that I hope you are 100% right. I hope we win the game yeah. by 24 points. I just – this 11 o'clock kick, still playing a lot of new guys, going to be working on the offensive line rotation again with Cade Mays being eligible now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I think that we'll win the game. I do. I believe that – it won't really be too uncomfortable. Personally, I just think we'll I think we'll play well. I think even with us playing well, Missouri will be able to move it a little bit and just keep it within that eleven point range. Because a ten point game, I'm I'm totally happy with that. Winning that way, that's fine with me. I mean, yeah. I'm happy with winning by one, so ten would be great. But I just I think that Missouri I don't think they're that far off. I don't think they're down like Bandy or Arkansas. I think that they've still got some talent. They've got a really mobile quarterback and the guy that transferred from TCU. And I, they got a couple good running backs with Roundtree and Beatty. Um, I just think that it's going to be probably a tougher game than a lot of Tennessee fans realize and, and, and you know, how they moan and bitch about everything. So, I'm sure a 10-point yeah. win won't satisfy them. But the biggest thing is getting a W, and I do think Tennessee will get that. Yeah, I think uh, one key thing that on why I think we'll cover is because I think our defense will have a huge turnover at some point in the game uh, that we'll be able to capitalize on and get a touchdown or some big points. Uh but yeah, I see this, you know, winning by fourteen to seventeen. That's the the margin that I, I think will happen and I hope that will happen. You know, I hope it's way more, but I, I feel comfortable saying that I think we'll win by fourteen to seventeen points. Like I said, that sounds great to me. Hold on, I'm counting up this from last week. So last week we went three and one, four and one, five and one, five and two, six and two, seven and two, eight and two. Eight and three, nine and three, ten and three. So you and I were ten and three straight up last week. Yeah. So we both had the same record. And then against the spread, let me see because we had a little bit different. So let me count these up real quick. So you picked. So let me count me. So I missed the Ole Miss game. One, zero oh and one, one and one, two and one, three and one, three and two, four and two, four and three, five and three. Five three and one with the push of te- of Pitt. Five four and one with the Texas loss. Five five and one with the Army loss. 
six five and one with the Miami win and seven five and one with the Tennessee win. So against the spread, you and I, I was seven and five and one. And let's see with you. So one and oh, two and oh, three and oh, four and oh, four and one, four and two, four and three, five and three, five three and one. Five, four and one. So we both went last week. We were both seven and five. That's crazy. We made yeah. one different pick. So that so last week we had the same exact record, ten and three straight up and seven, five and one against the spread. So not too terrible. If we had put those into action, we would have made a tiny bit of money. Yeah. But looking forward to the games this week. Like I said, we're recording this Friday, October second. So big day of football tomorrow and looking forward to it. And uh we'll I guess we'll be back to recap it next week on Thursday, hopefully if we can get our schedules lined up. Yeah, yeah, I definitely look forward to these games. Uh, it's great to have football back, especially SEC football and Tennessee football. Uh, you know, we just got to cherish them while we have it because you never know uh, what can happen in the world we're living in. For sure. Hopefully we get back to normal soon. Yeah, well, you got anything else to add on to it? No, I think I'm good. Until next week. Yeah, all right. Thanks, guys. Till next time.